fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> This might be a long night. I don't know. You know, the funny thing is, this movie is so goddamn tight. I was just, when I was watching it today, I was thinking, it's amazing how fast-paced this movie is. Like, it does not stop for a second. It just, it's like automaton transfusion in that way, you know? Like, it, I mean, okay, that's a terrible comparison because it's actually, Army of It's Darkness a way better movie. Good, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the same it idea, is, though. It is that fast-paced in that once it starts going, it does not stop until it's fucking over. And uh, <laughs> it is. It's 80 minutes long, which brings me to my first point. I didn't watch the movie again. We tried this last week. You're very responsible. I'm a piece of shit. Dude, we've been watching this movie for so long. It's not like I needed to watch it again. I watch it again because I love Army of Darkness, and it was an opportunity to watch it again, so I took it. This is Sharks Cross Hollywood, by the way, and that little pre is obviously about us talking about Army of Darkness. Incidentally, you haven't introduced us in quite a few episodes. That's the rev across from me. I'm fucking, I'm Andrew, the bullshit master person. The bullshit masturbator because I fucking, I had one good joke in me one time when I was introducing us about you being the Val Venus to my penis. That still makes me smile. And that might have been the last time. I don't even remember. <laughs> no, I, you got your... Your hetero pod mate. That was a oh, good yeah, one. That was a good I, I think one. that was a good one. It wasn't as funny as the Val Venus to my penis, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's more apropos, if you will. If anybody knows who Val Venus is. I don't even know who that is. I just like the rhyme of it. Hello, you said ladies. Penis. This movie is full of penises. There's like three vaginas. It's definitely a sausage fest. The opening scene of this movie. No, not the opening scene. We're going to talk about the closing scene. Fuck it, because I just had a thought. <laughs> If you're here, you've seen the movie. You know what the fuck we're talking about. We'll talk about the end for real. Uh, there's a lady in there who he... It's it's basically the replacement Linda, only it's not Linda. She's like a redhead. And I was trying to figure out where the fuck I knew this chick from. I'm like, what the Linda, hell? You a bitch. <laughs> yes. I'm like, who the fuck is she? That smile, those eyes, that face looks so goddamn familiar. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh my God. And Rachel's sitting next to me and I'm like, holy fuck, it's that. It's it's fucking, it is Linda. It's Linda from actually. The Wedding Singer. <laughs> from The Wedding Singer. And Rachel's like, fucking yippee. She doesn't like Adam Sandler. So I'm like... <laughs> I know you don't like Adam Sandler, but The Wedding Singer. Forget that he's in it and just watch it. I fucking can't stand Adam Sandler, but The Wedding Singer is still one of my favorite movies. That's a comfort watch, man. Come on. That movie, him and Drew Barrymore together in that movie are so fucking perfect. You can hate Adam Sandler all you want, and I, re <laughs> I completely understand, but come on. The Wedding Singer. Jesus. Yeah. You know that, that sequence in Funny People where they just talk about all the all the weird movies that he that he made yeah. as a comedian i'm like oh my god that was pretty perfect yeah <laughs> merman all like that you shit. said the first three quarters of funny people is actually pretty fucking good yeah anyways we're not talking about funny people i mean we're talking about funny people but we're not talking about funny people you know what i mean <laughs> we're uh, talking about bruce campbell and ivan ramey who the fuck is ivan ramey he's everyone in this movie ted plays fucking like four different characters ted is the brother who's who the fuck in is everything. ivan ramey ivan is the other brother who writes it with him Oh, okay. I got Ted and Ivan confused. Never mind. Ted <laughs> Raimi. Ted Raimi is every third character in this movie. And Bill Mosley's there too. Did you know that? Wait, what? Yeah, the Who the fuck does Bill Mosley play? <laughs> he's like the second in command evil uh, deadite guy. So he's just hiding under a mask the entire oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. The one who the one who like has a melted 
It, yeah, I think so. Face. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Why would they go to the trouble of casting Bill Mosley? He asked to if be they're going to completely cover him up like that. I don't think Bill Mosley was quite the Bill Mosley we know today. Bill Mosley was already chop top for fuck's sake. He was, sake. but I think he was just a fan, and that's how they got a lot of people in this movie. Bridget Fonda shows up in the first like five minutes, and she and she's just there for th- like what? Yeah, three shots. We said, and she was a big star at that time. Yeah, like that. She was actually a star right and in she, like 1990. The story goes that she just happened to be a fan, and her agent called Sam, and he's like, <laughs> "Well, if you ever do like an Evil Dead movie, you know, she'd like to be in it." And there you go. She's fucking in it. And that's the same thing happened to Bill Mosley and all the random fucking celebrities that are in this movie. That's crazy. Isn't that fucking weird? This is easily the most accessible movie in the Evil Dead franchise. It's not the best, though. It's not the best. Evil Dead 2, I I will go to my grave saying Evil Dead 2 is the crown jewel of this franchise but it is the most accessible you're right I do I do love Evil Dead 2 my favorite is still the remake uh, that's that's kind of fucking weird see I don't consider that part of the franchise well it's not you know it, yeah it's, it's I consider that to be its own thing entirely like completely separate from all this as far as horror remakes go that's a good one though oh it's definitely strong there's no question about that I'm not gonna say I necessarily I don't I don't like it more than Evil Dead 2 but I definitely liked it like it's it's a strong horror remake. And it's scary. I would say it's as good or better than the Texas Chainsaw remake, which is probably one of the best. That one is uh, an okay remake, so not everything that Michael Bay touches sucks. 50-50. Should we just start talking about the movie now? <laughs> I suppose we might as well. We're going to have to eventually. Oh, hey, by the way, this is our Ash Wednesday episode. Should I tell the story again real quick? Yes. No, fuck it. Just splice it in from the other one. Oh, that's a good idea. Either way, stupid story alert. I mean, stupid me in the stupid story alert. So this is coming out on Ash Wednesday, which is why we're doing Army of Darkness. Because You're welcome, char- motherfuckers. Yes, <laughs> because the character's name is Ash. So when we were recording our last episode, I said, hey, dude, I forgot that in between uh, Automaton Transfusion and Sing Street, which we're going to do for a St. Patrick's Day theme thing because it's an Irish movie. I'm like, shit, we need something in between those two. And it's going to come out on Ash Wednesday. So that's a Catholic-ish holiday. So we should do something with a Catholic priest in it or something. Because you know me, I like to stick it to the church people. It's fun for me. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm actually actually right there with you. I... (laughs) My hatred of organized religion has just been growing and growing over the last few years, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. So, so you suggested you 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 chimed in right away. You're like, well, how about uh, like Evil Dead Two or Army of Darkness? And I just kind of brush you off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, how, uh, what about like Silver Bullet? There's a priest in there. Uh, then you're like, okay, you you I I feel like you were very confused as to why I brushed right over that. I don't know if you were or not, but I imagine you. I wouldn't say very confused. <laughs> I didn't remember. I have no recollection of a priest in Silver Bullet is oh. the thing. Well, I guess. he's So a that pa- probably confused me more than anything. I guess he's a pastor. He's not really a priest. Oh, yeah. OK. It's the guy from fucking uh, uh, the people under the stairs and that show that I keep forgetting the name of. Twin Peaks? Yeah, that one. You said, hey, well, how about that Elijah Wood movie, uh, Ash Wednesday? And I'm like, that looks kind of boring. I don't really want to do that. And not that it would be a bad movie. I just wanted something fun and light and something kind of dumb. And you're like, well, how about Army of Darkness? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. What about something with a priest? (laughs) 
And you were really hung up on that priest thing. Yes, I was. And then you're about to leave. And then I do that thing where I'm like, we should do Army of Darkness. Because remember, <laughs> I, I shouted after you. And I'm like, I, I didn't just pretend like I came up with that idea. I just realized what the fuck you were talking about. Because <laughs> the character's name is Ash. And I didn't even it took, think about it. It took you a minute. Yeah. So Ash Wednesday, Army of Darkness. Here it is. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. <laughs> technically at the end of evil dead 2 uh where ash basically falls out of the sky but well technically <laughs> well technically it, it takes starts a few the, minutes it later starts before yeah. evil dead 1 back at smart before him and linda go up to the cabin <laughs> in evil dead 2 during the recap <laughs> of evil dead 1 yes and this is where i always wondered when i was a kid i used to watch this on the usa network constantly it's a universal movie usa network makes I'm sense pretty sure that's the first place i saw it as well and i always wondered why the hell does this part with the necronomic like floating in the in the nothing and writing on itself and like flipping all over the place why does this look so different from the rest of the movie i didn't know until high school that army of darkness was fucking evil dead 3 so the rest of the movie looks way different it looks like a hollywood picture rather than some assholes in a fucking cabin that weren't really some assholes in a cabin because by the time they got to that part they actually had a slightly larger budget than the first time they tried it yeah because they pulled all that footage from evil dead 2 yes so that that one actually was shot on 35 millimeter unlike evil dead you know which was 16 and they had to had to build that cabin because they tore it down from the first movie that whole sea of blood necronomicon thing was you know that was that was pretty cool and it was awesome i fucking i've always liked that but it is it is a very distinct look evil dead 2 has a very distinct look and it's very different from army of darkness there are a few very sam raimi shots in this movie but this is this is definitely a more studio friendly movie i realized this today when i was thinking about this that as shitty and dumb which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of the studio issues with this movie which you know how we feel unless <laughs> unless it's like a super huge 120 million dollar blockbuster go away yeah let them just do stuff i don't know the the whole idea of micromanaging sam raimi kind of fucking blows my mind because <laughs> if anybody's proven they can just handle their own shit it's sam raimi right yeah like, come on exactly like you can tell that he made the movie that he wanted to make here he and he was passionate about it and he fucking he was enjoying it now you can tell when he doesn't give a shit because we have spider-man 3 and he gave a shit (laughs) he gave a shit about half of it but by the time venom shows up you're like yeah he was out at this point wasn't he He did not want to do this that's all second unit (laughs) shit (laughs) like he was there but he's just like fuck it he didn't even wear a suit that day he's just (laughs) because sam raimi wears suits on on the set the whole fucking time really i don't know the uh, the whole time but he's always he he usually wears a suit when he's directing so after the uh evil dead 2 like flashback recap thing we get a shot the last shot from army of darkness where i mean evil dead 2 that we get in this movie where the car and the tree fall out of the sky with with uh with ash apparently they shot it again for army of darkness but they couldn't get it to look as good so they just used the one from evil dead 2 which is really fucking funny to me because evil dead 2 was like a 12 movie and this is like a 10 10 million dollar movie i think evil dead 2 was 1.2 million wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was something it, like that. It, it had an actual budget, not like the first time. I mean, it was produced by Dino De Laurentiis and, you know, I mean, it, it, it was it was a studio film, you know, but it was it was a studio fringe film. After Ash drops out of the sky with his car, his car, it's his car. Yeah, it's actually Sam Raimi's car, but and a tree. It's just a, a, a car, a tree and a weird dude with a chainsaw for a hand. This movie's <laughs> You try to explain that opening shot to people. Like, what the fuck is that? Well, it's not the opening, not the opening it's shot. It's not the opening Sorry. shot. The opening shot was the slow-mo trudging through the desert. Yes. Or the, 
the wasteland. I am caffeined up and I haven't had caffeine like all day. So now I'm like freaking the fuck out too. <laughs> so knights show up and shit as you would if you saw something like that happen. You'd be especially if you were a knight in like the 1600s or whatever. 1300s? I believe you said it's, it's the 1300s. Yeah. yeah. Ash tries to talk his way, <laughs> talk his way out of all this. He's like, I don't know who these fucking assholes are. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. no, I don't no, want to be trouble. They say. I think he's one of Henry's men. Obviously, Henry is the guy who they've got prisoner. Yes. Henry's men are their prisoners. And he's like, no, no, I don't know them, man. Right before that, there's a, what do they call him? The prophet. What What was his? The wise man. The wise man. He shows up and says, hey, this is the guy from the Necronomicon because you always have to have a Harry Potter chosen one storyline. I'm telling you, that guy's supposed to be Merlin. It's not King Arthur because they don't call him king at all or your majesty That's or your highness. I don't think he's king yet. I think this is pre-Arthurian legends Arthur and that's Merlin and once they got the Necronomicon that's when Arthur became the Arthur of legends that is a fun theory I always thought when I was a kid he's like that's King Arthur right they never named the wise man but uh I'm gonna go ahead and believe it's Merlin where's Guinevere man her name was actually uh Sheila oh oh okay she changed her name Miss Honey it's Miss Honey (laughs) that's right Miss Honey so Ash is apparently the fucking chosen one you gotta I guess well when you fall from the sky (laughs) In a, in a giant explosion that pretty much spells chosen one doesn't it this dude just can't catch a break let's say that evil dead and evil dead 2 and army of darkness are all on the in the same like actually in the same universe together because evil dead 2 is essentially just like evil dead 1 never happened no evil dead 2 recaps evil dead 1 in the first the first 15 minutes of evil dead 2 is evil dead 1 it's without all the other characters and it's just him and linda again true they streamlined it for speed's sake but what you can basically do what what i think one person did in the early days of the internet is you can go and you can and edit them together so that at the end of Evil Dead, when the evil comes through the house and possesses Ash right in the final shot, you can then splice that together with the 15 minute mark shot of when it hits him and then it throws him through the air and he lands in that puddle and then the sun rises and it drives the evil out and then he goes and does his gear up scene. Okay, I'm super into that idea. What I was going to, I was going to suggest that Evil Dead 1 happened and now he's just stuck in this fucked up time loop <laughs> and he, he, he can't get out of it. Every time he tries to not be fighting zombies, he just, he's <laughs> he cursed. He up at that cabin yep. again, God Because he's, he did something wrong. You know what it is? It's because he didn't say the words. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. He time travels back and the real ending, not the, not the, not the, red herring one that they put on the bonus disc you know or in the quote unquote director's cut no the real canonical ending is he says the words wrong and goes back to the beginning of evil dead one that's that's what really happens that is what happens mr Raimi, sir nah sam you, you seem like a cool guy he has like <laughs> six kids also isn't that weird sam like, Raimi really? does not strike me as the dude who ever had children no that's bizarre to think of Father Raimi with Bruce Campbell as your weird uncle. Who's <laughs> apparently not as weird as like he seems. Uh, he seems like the type of dude who would have been divorced like 20 or 30 times and just like hook it up with some super young chick to be and be the creepy old man. He's definitely got that look in this movie. Boy, that scene when he that scene when he slams the thing down and stands up and goes over. <laughs> that is so fucked like, up. Give I me some like sugar that. baby scene. Um, it's like, oh my God. He's like straight out of a romance novel in that scene. Like, yeah. He's like right off of Falcon Crest or something. Bruce Campbell's been married to the same woman since just before this movie started filming. No shit. 
he was divorced he married a woman for like a couple years and they got divorced and then he met this lady on a movie or something she's the costume oh that's right she's like a makeup or costume designer or something like that yeah no because i've read if chins could kill multiple times and and i know he goes into it but i always forget the details and it's crazy though because he does you look at him you're like there's no way you're not fucking some 20 year old chick right now definitely got that look but he's not he's just a normal a normal boring dude with a cool job from how he portrays himself in if chins could kill which granted is an autobiography so it's always going to be a little friendlier than reality probably should be but he sort of portrays himself as a as a working stiff i'd buy it like he's not an a-list actor yeah, by like, any like means. his like his approach to his approach to movie making seems very blue collar well, you hear you hear him talk and you like learn things about him and you're like yeah no i get it we love bruce campbell man I have not seen enough of his movies. Clearly, I've seen the Evil Dead movies, and I've seen My Name is Bruce and Bubba Hotep. Plays a really good Elvis, by the way. Have you seen Alien Apocalypse? I have not. It's pretty bad. It stars the gal who plays Xena's sidekick. Oh, Gabrielle? Yeah. I don't know her real name, but that's her name in the show. The gal who plays Gabrielle, she's also in it. It's a sci-fi original, if I recall correctly. Oh, I'm in. Is it an asylum movie? It's terrible. It might be. It certainly has the quality level of an asylum movie. He was in Congo. Oh, that's right. He was in Congo. <laughs> Fuck. I always forget about that. Storm watched Congo a few months ago or something, and he, and he was like, wait, Bruce Campbell's in this? What the hell? He shows up long enough to get killed. That might actually be the first Bruce Campbell role I ever saw. Me t- Maybe me too. I might have seen Army of Darkness prior to that, but just didn't put it together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which was which came first, whether it was Army of Darkness on TV or Congo, because I saw Congo in the theater. I remember that. And so that would have been that was at some point in the early 90s, pre 95 for sure. Well, it might have been 94, 95. Yep. I stand corrected. Mid 90s. And of course, the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Yes. Oh, no, that would have been it. So I definitely saw Briscoe County Jr. on the TV. He's the final shemp in Dark Man. I'm not exactly sure what that means. <laughs> shemp, for, for the uninitiated, is someone who stands with their back to the camera and puts on a bad wig and pretends <laughs> to be a different character. My guess would be he was impersonating Liam Neeson. Oh my god, that sounds fantastic. I want to see him actually do that. <laughs> so they're marching these assholes back to the castle by these, by they, I mean Arthur and his men, and by these assholes, I mean Bruce Campbell and Henry and a bunch of his guys in red. They're all redheaded. They're all very obviously from Scotland. You told me last time that Scotland was super close to England. and Scotland is physically part of the island but it just the northern end of the island it seems like they're way closer together it seems like they're like neighbors like literal neighbors like they're only a couple miles away or are they yeah i mean england isn't that big man i'm not a geographer like i said like i said i'm not a fucking geographer england's pretty small they get to the castle a shitty set but it looks awesome. Because it's a map painting. <laughs> it's a miniature and a map painting. They built this miniature and they put it right in front of the fucking camera. And then you see everybody like going right past it because it's a miniature. <laughs> and they added some. Like, no, no. There's a ver- there's a very hard line that no characters who are walking on screen rises above. Like it is just. Yes. It, it, it's like this this razor sharp line across the center of the image ash meets miss honey miss honey by the way is not actually miss honey and beth davitz thank you and beth davitz who played miss honey in fucking matilda a few years after this but she was also in schindler's list and shit and this was one of her earlier studio pictures so her and bruce campbell would talk about the business and stuff and (laughs) and she's he's like oh 
Bruce Campbell said like, oh yeah, she ended up in Schindler's List after this. That's what we do. We train them in the B movies and then we send them on. Then we send them on their way or some shit. Unless you're Bruce Campbell. Unless you're Bruce Campbell and then you become the king of B movies. Biggest fish in a small pond. But Miss Honey is super pissed and starts fucking up Ash because we learn a couple seconds earlier when she asks Arthur like, where's my brother? Arthur says, no, Henry's men killed him in whatever war they're fighting that we don't really know much about. We just know that they're in this big dick measuring contest where they kill a bunch of people. She goes, she goes apeshit on Bruce Campbell and starts like pulling his hair and spitting on him and saying what she says a pox on you or some shit some old it's very old timey it's straight out of the King James Bible so Henry introduces himself to Ash when they get like kind of near the the pit which will become important here in a second and he says I'm Henry the Red something Duke of whatever whatever and uh, this is one of those things that I say a lot because (laughs) I'm a sarcastic dickhead and when when Henry introduces himself Ash goes well hello Mr. Fancy Pants I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> it just puts a smile on my face every time I hear it. Coming out of anybody else, I don't know how well it would work, but Bruce Campbell's just, he is this character. Oh, there's something me. about his cadence that just sells it. My next note is that there's evil about. I guess there's just like deadites, which they they come to be known in this movie. They're not deadites in any of the other movies yet. And it's weird because most of the stuff you know about like Ash and Evil Dead comes from this movie, really. Not like that chainsaw Certainly hand, but lot, like yeah. the, you know, they call him the deadites, his dumb, dopey ass person personality his cocky bullshit he's kind of like that in evil dead 2 this is the one where it was absolutely set in stone (laughs) yeah and he's just kind of a hero by accident he's still a little more grounded in evil dead 2 evil dead 1 he's like just a regular joe evil dead 2 he's becoming the ash we know from army of darkness but army of darkness is the movie (laughs) where he became ash like what what did you say the last time we recorded you said in, in evil dead 1 he's ashley it's not yeah, he's Ashley. He becomes yep. Ash. And that weirded me out, by the way. The first time I watched that, I'm like, Ashley? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Actually, you know what? I think I had played Fistful of Boomstick by the time I'd seen that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be weird. And he mentions his his name. He's like, Ashley J. Williams. Arthur and his guys are kind of annoyed because they they feel like during the, the, evil, the evil nonsense that Henry is like attacking them, but then Arthur is being a dick right back. So it's kind of like the real world, isn't it? Yeah, it's very he said, he said, because Arthur makes some grand proclamation about as the evil ravages our land you persecute us blah 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 and then Henry's like ye fool wankers I'll tell you you <laughs> rose your swords first you fucking cuts you know anyway something like that they don't say that because this is a PG-13 yeah. movie that got an R rating <laughs> They de-scottify it a little bit, but (laughs) basically that's what he says. (laughs) Yeah. So now the pit will come into play. We see a guy get kind of nudged in there, and it's it's, the pit (laughs) is basically just this giant hole in the ground. It's pretty metal, like yeah, it's it's a giant hole, like but they have like metal framing around it. It actually looks way too advanced for this era, but uh, you know I'm okay with it. I'm good. There's also zombies in a magic book, so I'm cool. It would look right at home on the cover of a Judas Priest album or something. Especially this next action, this next shot, we get the goriest part of the movie. <laughs> we hear the guy scream from the pit, and the giant blood fountain, which is a staple of these movies, blood flies in people's faces all the time. Yeah, this is definitely a Sam Raimi shot where he just pulls back and suddenly a fucking geyser of blood shoots up. As I was watching it this time today, I was like, God damn, what did they use to pump out all that blood? Because fake blood is is kind of thick and sticky. Boy, they really got it firing out of <laughs> a lot of it. Maybe like, they just use Kool-Aid. 
Like a, a real lot of it. Yeah, apparently all the extras and stuff had one outfit. Oh, my. So, so is that why everybody scattered as soon as the well, blood started flowing? Well, apparently, like, they lucked out because Sam Raimi was like, no, we're fucking, we're doing it. It's got to happen. And she's like, but we only have Bruce Campbell's wife. We They only have one. <laughs> they only have one clothes, one, one, one thing. And he's like. I don't give a shit. Up it goes. And apparently, <laughs> just as it happened, the wind just happened to blow in the perfect direction. So that's why the fountain kind of goes in the opposite direction of everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just a happy accident. Why wouldn't you shoot that last? Sam Raimi's fucking out of his mind. <laughs> apparently, he, he worked these people like they were almost shooting for 24 hours a day. Oh, my from God. From what I gather. One of the one of the guys, I don't know who it was, was like, all right, so the, the sun's coming up and we're all like, fuck. We're done. Thank God. They're putting up these these black like wall things to block out the sun. And they're like, he wants to keep going. It's been like 12 <laughs> hours. Sam Raimi's a machine when he gets going, huh? So that's how that's how you know he's passionate about shit. Like, I guarantee that shit didn't happen on Spider-Man. Not because he well, wasn't passionate, but because it was Spider-Man a... 3 for sure. Oh, well, Spider-Man 3, again, he was barely there. Maybe Spider-Man. Maybe Spider-Man 2. That's a, that's a big studio picture. Yeah, I don't, I yeah don't that's think true. That's true. He wouldn't be allowed to probably, do that. Probably, you know, probably 10, 10 hours. 10, 12 hour days. And Dino De Laurentiis is a psycho, was a psychopath, I would imagine. And he didn't give a shit. He's just like, money? <laughs> so after that, after the after the blood geyser, another dude who's wearing this, this armor plate runs away and then Arthur pulls out a crossbow and shoots him right through the armor. It's like worthless like a stormtrooper. The bolt he fired was not a proper bolt either because crossbow bolts have flat tips and this very clearly had an arrow tip on it. So there's historical inaccuracies all over the place <laughs> in this scene. So let's not get overly hung up on that but that dude gets like pinned to a fucking to a cross yeah yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, up. it's this crucifix with a metal like crown of thorns coming off it or something so i don't know what that was supposed to represent but suffice to say they nailed somebody to it so that was pretty sweet i wrote down next that ash is kind of a wimp as you would be <laughs> oh ash is a total coward but <laughs> he fucking he kind of stumbles into bravery yeah they start like inching him or try to like send him in the direction of the pit and he's like whoa whoa hey whoa whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute wait a minute and he points to henry and goes i never even saw these assholes before and he's like henry you gotta tell him you don't know me he again gets kind of nudged in that direction then sheila gets pissed sheila miss honey by the way throws a rock at the back of his head and she must have thrown it real real fucking hard because he immediately is concussed and just like oh you got the wrong guy I don't hey know. we were talking oh. earlier head oh injuries. hey yeah head injuries. we don't take him nearly seriously enough as a culture so ash ends up getting like to the edge of the pit and then he gets like shoved in by some asshole with a spear or a stick or something i don't even know yeah the guy just shoves him <laughs> and he does a front flip into the pit we're in the pit and it's all evil daddy this is the the second evil deadiest part in the movie the other part yeah. is when he's at the windmill so a hand comes up out of the fog and it's all creepy and weird and it's a, it, there's like this boggy thing under there and then of course a creepy deadite pops up and like literally pops up like pops up like like alistair black if you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> like nosferatu nosferatu okay that's in, better that's like better max comparison. shrek and nosferatu for the old school <laughs> fans out there and she starts kicking ash's ass with martial arts because that's what deadites in the 1300s were just capable of just kung fu and people so he gets his ass kicked a little bit but he does get the upper hand he does a cool like uh ankle lock head flip her over <laughs> <laughs> kind of move and then the guys up top are getting kind of pissed they're like what the fuck we need to spikes arthur says spikes and then they spin this wheel and these spike walls start closing in and you had an opinion about the spike walls yeah well i mean the spike walls are a good effect obviously but the problem is there's not really any jeopardy to them because <laughs> in the 
first establishing shot when Ash falls down into the water and pulls himself up, we established that this pit is fucking huge. It, it it goes way off under the ground in one direction. I mean, granted, it's just one direction, but it's parallel to where these walls are, and the walls are not as wide as the pit is. <laughs> So really all Ash has to do in order to not get killed by the spikes is step to the side. And yet at the same time, he just stays between the spike walls fighting the deadite. So it's kind of manufactured peril, but I didn't even think of that. Whatever. He was fighting a deadite. So maybe he couldn't get over there. Maybe Maybe that's a deleted scene. As the spikes are closing, the prophet shows up and the wise man, Merlin, Merlin, maybe Merlin. He calls him strange one. That's, that's what he, that's his name for Ash. Yep. And he has his chainsaw. And he throws the chainsaw down and Ash jumps up and he like hooks it in in a cool, very Sam Raimi E shot. And Rachel said it was really dumb. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking dumb, but it's also awesome. <laughs> and then he, then he, you know, lands, pulls the rip cord and then superhero poses for a second. And then the, the fucking thing comes running at him, the deadite, and he cuts off her hand. And oh, the, cuts off her head. Oh, her head. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, the head. It's the second deadite. The hand comes hand. later. That's right. Sorry. He cuts off her fucking head. Sam Raimi knows exactly what movie he's making right now like oh yeah that shot with him going up and hooking into the chainsaw and then dropping into a hero's <laughs> stance it's yeah sam knows exactly what what he's trying to do here yeah i looked at a, i saw some of the storyboards in that documentary on the shout factory blu-ray and which i have to get by the way it's exactly what you're seeing on screen it's real weird <laughs> yeah like he's he's got a vision and he sticks with it and he tortures people to get to it because that's I, I hear that he likes to torture actors specifically bruce campbell because they're such close friends and uh, he's allowed to- yeah bruce like has chapter after chapter after <laughs> chapter really? about sam raimi torturing him that's yeah, like awesome. he basically he explains his whole relationship with sam raimi is that of torturer and victim if chin if chins could kill right <laughs> yep <laughs> that's my next audiobook i think definitely i need it definitely read it so ash tries to find a way out of this fucking thing he like immediately runs to this wall because again the fucking yeah he does he runs to the wall there's no deadite right now when the things are closing he could have just ran in that other direction huh but we're suspending disbelief right yes. now so as he's trying to climb this wall a fucking creepy looking long face deadite pops out and apparently originally sam raimi did not like that costume he's like this is dumb i don't like this but then they had it move around and jump at him and stuff and he's like oh that's actually really scary let's put no, that in the that, movie that costume genuinely scared me when really? i was young yeah like that was when it really became a horror movie and it's really the only sequence for which it is a horror movie. Everything else is is so campy and comedic. <laughs> this particular sequence, when that monster pops out of the wall, that scared me as a kid. Well, am I just a sociopath? Because I didn't get scared by a lot of shit when I was a kid, apparently. Well, you got to keep in mind, I hadn't watched but like two horror movies in my well, life up to that point. You were a little older than me, too. You probably had more reason, I don't know, to be scared. Well, let's see. I think I, I, I would have probably seen it when I was about 14, something like, uh, probably about 14, 13, 14. Came out when I, I was five. It, I would have so. seen it on cable <laughs> at about 13 or 14. Because when did it come out? 91, 92? 92, yep. 92, yeah. So I was 13 and 92, so I probably saw it the following year, so would have been 14 yeah fuck man we like watched a bunch of the same movies growing up but you were you were way older than me i didn't even hear about the evil dead until a buddy of mine in eastern europe and when i was living in romania told me about it and i think i was i think i was 17 when i finally found a copy of evil dead 2 oh yeah because you were you were in europe i went to hastings and i'm like i'm just gonna rent all three of these movies well the other thing was is when he told me about it he was like this is the scariest movie i've ever seen but he told me he, he told me what it was by the european title 
which was, which was House of the Devil. Oh, oh, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, so I got to see this movie, right? Like once I once like about a year later when I got into horror, I was like, all right, I got to see this movie, but I didn't know what it was called. And then I remembered he was telling me about this guy, this e- the evil possesses his hand and he has to cut it off with a chainsaw. <laughs> and so I was like asking around about it and someone was like, you know, that sounds like Evil Dead to me. I checked out Evil Dead 2 because that was the only one the video store had. Sure enough. And it turns out you don't even need the first one, really. Nope. I watched Evil Dead 2 and I was like, fuck, well, well what the hell happens in Evil Dead 1 that at the end he wants to come back to this place? <laughs> Nothing, because technically that never happened. <laughs> so it's a very confusing order to watch. I mean, honestly, it's going to be confusing even if you watch them in the correct order, but, you know, whatever. Thankfully, I had the internet and message boards at that time to tell me, no, what you got to remember is is the first 15 minutes are a remake of Evil Dead 1, yep. and it was all done because they wanted the movie to be self-contained. And they didn't have the Dino rights to the first one. Exactly, because Dino De Laurentiis wanted the movie to be self-contained. Sam Raimi describes them. He says, the first, the Evil Dead is a horror movie. Evil Dead 2 is a comedy. Army of Darkness is a fantasy, I think he said. Something like that. They really love Jason and the Argonauts. That's their thing. They're, this is his version of a Ray Harryhausen movie. I'm in. I love that stuff. I was talking to a kid at work, and he, I'm like, yeah, stop motion animation. He's like, you like clay animation? No, you don't. I'm like, like yes, I do. And I don't think he knows like what I was talking about. I'm like, yeah, Ray Harryhausen. I love stop motion, man. Ray Harryhausen, fucking Willis O'Brien, fucking King Kong, man. Come on. Yeah. And he was, Jason and the Argonauts, I mean, talk about going for the gold standard. And just like the blank stare on this kid's face. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, the skeleton <laughs> fighting Jason and the Argonauts is one of the greatest things ever in the history of fantasy cinema. And the sad part is I've never seen it and now I gotta because holy shit. Oh, really? You, yeah, haven't, no. you haven't seen it? Oh, it's fantastic. Like, that sequence is amazing. Like, I've obviously seen King Kong and uh, I've seen Clash of the Titans and shit. So, sure. so I, ha- I have the I have the basics for that and stuff. And Clash of the Titans is really good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I'm not... I love Clash of the Titans, but Jason and the Argonauts, that is like... That skeleton fight is perfection but yeah I, I like that stuff it's really cool and it's so intricate and there's so much of that in this movie and it's not as intricate as any of that at all but it fits so well with what they're doing and it's fantastic and we will talk about it when we get there because it's coming uh, in like an hour or so again it's because <laughs> Raimi knew what movie he was making from the get-go like he, he's he's setting up the proper tone for this movie so that when we get to those points the fact that he couldn't afford to do it as well as Harryhausen did it is acceptable because we we've established right. a tone for the movie. So as he's fighting this monster, he does cut off the monster's hand and it flies into that dude's face. A reverse shot. Sam Raimi is the king of the fucking reverse shot. Oh yeah. Two time. And it, it's definitely like they like dropped it off of his face or something. Yep. They <laughs> and, probably, they, they probably had him biting onto it. Oh, that's yeah. And then release it and go into that. Oh, face. I learned about reverse shots because of evil dead. Raimi learned that trick back when he was making super eight movies. And you know what? I because probably, you, because super eight movies were made with film. Yeah. So you had, to kind of do weird shit yeah and you could you could take the you could take the film flip it around and splice it together and make your reverse shot the angry video game nerd had a, a few of those shots and maybe i maybe i learned it from him and he mentioned army of darkness and stuff or evil dead and sam raimi about it sam raimi is a film school unto himself if you're a young filmmaker the best things you can do are read if chins could kill and watch the evil dead like if you just want a crash course those two as a companion piece will give you so much information just one movie, one book. You don't even have to read the whole book. Just read the sections about where he talks about <laughs> making the Evil Dead and watch the Evil Dead, and it will blow your fucking mind how much you will learn from that. Well, it's going to be way more interesting after reading the book to watch the movie, too. After reading If Chins Could Kill, Evil Dead is not a book, which 
I would kind of, I would like I would like that book. That'd be cool. <laughs> that novelization has to be out there somewhere. There's got to be. Came a, out in 1980. That was like peak novelization. There's an Evil Dead two one. There's got to be not Evil Dead. The first one probably not. Is there an Army of Darkness one? Oh my god. There's a rabbit probably. hole we're gonna jump into here at some point. And they all tell the same story because they are all trying to be standalone yes. movies. So Ash takes off his belt and he see there's this chain that's kind of working the the spike walls and he's trying to fight off his deadite, but also get up this chain and he whips off his belt wraps his belt around the fucking chain so he i guess so he doesn't like break his hand trying to indiana jones style indiana jones style and of course the deadites like right at his feet but he just narrowly misses and he lifts up his feet just as the fucking spikes close on this monster no surprise there no He climbs out. Everyone is super freaked out. Like they've never seen anybody like survive. survive the pit. Yeah. And it's really funny watching him just kind of <laughs> climb out. And he's, he's pissed. He walks right up to Arthur, punches him in the face. <laughs> no, 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 no. He walks up to Arthur and he looks at him in the face and goes, your shoelace is untied. Mm. Okay. Why did he look down? Does he even know what a fucking shoelace? Does he know what a shoe is? fuck knows? But he looks down and then Ash punches him. That's right. I forgot that detail. But yeah, no, I was wondering. I'm like, why did he look down? Does he know what a shoe is? Does he know what a shoelace is? That's what you have to do. You just kind of got to go, sure. Why not? This is a movie where you just have to kind of roll your eyes and go, okay. So now he starts goading everyone because he's like, yeah, who wants a little? Who wants some? Who wants some more? And then he he turns to the guy who was whipping them as they were being driven towards the pit you know the the guy who ha- who was so happy with the whip and he was like you <laughs> i have a good question oh wait so he tells henry to he tells everybody to kind of let let henry and his men go henry has his weird laughing fit i always thought this scene was super strange where it's he, a little weird yeah he like it's not even real laughter he's just like ah, ha, ha, ha. It's just weird sounding and he's like grabbing people's faces and, and then they, him and his men. I think it's him gloating. A little bit. Because, no, he's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, like he was, he was going, he was about to be executed and now he's being released. So yeah, he's kind of like, ha fuck you. <laughs> so him and his men right away and then Arthur's back up again and he does this again later, but he says, sword boy and some poor little asshole comes <laughs> some poor middle-aged asshole <laughs> yeah he's my my sword man uh he comes and he kneels down with the sword the dude it seems like something out of robin hood men in tights yeah does it happen bit. does that happen in men in tights i don't know but it definitely seems like it would fit there. yeah he like braces his foot on the guy he pulls the sword out and then he like kicks him away like pushing so hard as if that is what it takes to unsheath the sword is to kick this guy with the sheath <laughs> off of the sword it's pretty slapsticky okay so now my first big question of the movie okay this is your first question of the movie i buy everything up until this point all right where the fuck did he get his gun that was <laughs> nowhere nobody had it is there something in the director's cut or the is there a deleted shot somewhere that he i'm saying merlin had it i assume so because he had his chainsaw makes sense, yeah but like That's the only thing that makes sense when did he pick it up because like arthur has the sword and then all you see is all you hear this boom and then the sword breaks and then it cuts to ash and he's like pointing the fucking where the fuck is he getting all this ammo because he fires that gun three times in a row and it's a double barrel (laughs) shotgun he fires it once at arthur's sword and then he fires it twice at the deadeye in rapid succession 
without reloading in between. So we're clearly in the real, as Sam Raimi <laughs> said, this is a fantasy and it's yeah. a fantasy in every sense. Yeah. See, I, I questioned that a little bit, but I'm like, you know, fuck it. Where do you get the gun though? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm saying Merlin. And then Ash does the probably the best monologue in all three movies. <laughs> it's one of the best monologues ever. For, if only for, for quotability in yes. the history of movies. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. The 12 gauge double barreled Remington, S Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right, shop smart. Shop S Mart. You got that? Now I swear, the next one of you primates even touches me. And the first, the first time calling it a boomstick, it's an iconic little speech. And then there's a fucking, the, the deadite has climbed out of well, the it, pit for some reason. It looks like he's taking aim at Arthur. Arthur dives out of the way and behind <laughs> him, the deadite has climbed the chain out of the pit. He shoots the deadite, <laughs> blows it back and then shoots it again and sends it flying back into the pit. They had a gymnast show up so he could do a double backflip back into the pit. And it looks really good. They did that on purpose. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say it's it's fairly clear that they did it on purpose. But, you know, they do make it look very natural. It looks very Three Stooges. And now, you know, Ash is a badass officially. He's not just running for his life now. He's He just looks at him and goes, let's talk about how I get home. And now he's he's sitting on the... Th- he's in the throne room, on the throne. Yes. Being waited on by maidens. He is eating grapes by the fucking bushel? Is that what you call it? <laughs> I, I don't know, but but this 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 woman lowers a bunch of grapes on the vine into his mouth and he just bites off the entire end of the bunch of grapes yeah, chews it and just starts spitting <laughs> seeds left and, right. and he had giant turkey legs he takes one huge bite off it burps then a flagon of mead or whatever yeah, he has slurp he has burp. wine or yeah mead whatever the fuck that stuff is and then giant and i'm a loaf of bread and i'm like even miss honey's all about him now she comes <laughs> in and she's like i'm so sorry i fucking i was such a bitch to you basically no she says i thought the one of henry's men yeah <laughs> and, uh, then, and then he says he says first you want to kill first you want to kill me now you want to kiss me blow I'm like jesus <laughs> he's such a jerk he is <laughs> he's a super dick like fair enough she was kind of a bitch but she's so cute in this movie oh, too no. it's ash, like fucking... ash definitely when he has the opportunity to be a dick he's such a dick he's a scared little boy hiding behind the cocky exterior so now we learn how he how he's going to get home we learn about the necronomicon they never call it the necronomicon ex mortis it doesn't have all that lore behind it really anymore they just basically call it an unholy book it is an unholy book seek and only ash can quest for it because he is the chosen one but he can't go for it yet 
because we have to have a little fight that they ended up reshoot like this was in a reshoot because at first they were like we're gonna do it and then they're like nah fuck it we're not gonna do it and then at the end they're like nah we're gonna do it we're gonna do this shit this yeah. is a very evil deady scene too yeah only like funny evil dead oh yeah no it's evil ridiculous. dead too i guess i should yeah. say because evil dead is fucking scary that movie is freaky yeah i mean with the exception of the cheesy special effects like if you if you can set that aside, the movie is a, it's a horror movie. Yeah, like the, really the part where uh, his sister turns into a deadite, that first thing, whoo, where she's like reading, naming off the cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah, fucking... that's creepy. And then Linda is probably the scariest part of that whole movie, that like childlike thing she's got going yep. on. Yeah, it's Ooh. very creepy. Then everything else is just like, hey, there's monsters. Fuck it. Let's just shoot them and cut them apart and stuff. Also, bodily dismemberment doesn't do shit in this movie. Well, no, it does. It stops evil ash for like a second until ash fucks up the thing with the words and then the necronomicon gives him power okay fair enough we get a nice little deadite fight apparently it was going to be a lot more intricate in the initial shooting but it just turns into him what what does he say he's like yo she bitch Let's go. He has a shotgun and he's going after it. He's doing the thing where he's shooting it like a thousand fucking times too, isn't he? Yeah, he he does. Um, I think it's not as bad as in the final fight. <laughs> the final fight is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but um, no, he definitely he shoots the cauldron out of her hand when she's about to throw it on that that blacksmith looking guy. That's right. And then he he does the kick, fight, spin, boom, kick, fight, spin, boom. I think he actually does reload every two shots during this sequence, but he does it really fast. You know what? He I, doesn't reload between the second and third shot. Yeah, I don't see him. I don't think I ever see him put bullets in that fucking thing. He does just during that one sequence when he says, yo, she bitch, let's go. And he also doesn't have a hand right now. He doesn't have a chainsaw or anything. He's not. And it's it's really obviously his hand just tucked in his fucking sleeve. <laughs> yeah. they, I love that they maintained that even into the evil the ash versus evil dead oh franchise. do they they don't they don't yeah, like try to make it look any just better his hand <laughs> tucked inside his sleeve that's, it's way longer than his other arm you that's know, my favorite it's, it's awesome. ridiculous this is always one of my favorite sequences in any movie it's technically a gear up scene i call it the hand job scene they're gonna give him a hand literally, literally. and it, it's really just them fucking it's the sam raimi extreme close-up cut extreme close-up cut well extreme, ex- the the every the the snap zoom the snap you know, zoom thank you yes uh, uh, snap zoom to extreme close-up yeah and then this is another one where rachel chimed in he has the pump he pumps it up and he does all that stuff and it's like mechanical and shit and he goes i think the idea is that it's hydraulic or something uh, yeah something like that apparently the the designer or somebody like really wanted it to have a pump so they gave it a pump he pulls back and he goes yeah and then rachel <laughs> goes wait he really had to say hi there <laughs> and then he grabs like a, a wine glass a goblet Goblet, if you will an iron goblet and then he pulls it back and we get a nice get a nice shot of him looking at his hand and he does his groovy and that's the first time we see we hear him say groovy isn't it so now he's got his hand he's getting ready to go on his little adventure uh sheila she brings him a gift he's a complete tool in in this entire throughout yes. this entire conversation they're talking and she's like oh hey i made you this and he's like he looks at it and it's like and he looks at it and goes cool i could use a horse blanket that is when she has had enough like you can see her cross that line and she's just like smacks him. she <laughs> smacks him real hard before that there's a funny bit where she like she walks up to him and she's like oh I'm glad you're gonna go questing for the book. That's what the conversation. And she, she, and she, she picks, picks up, up a thing, thing off the table. and he's like, "Don't touch that, please. Your primitive intellect wouldn't understand alloys and compositions and things with molecular structures in the 
doing here anyway? So after she slaps him, he slams down whatever he's doing on the table and he gets up and just as she's about to walk away, he grabs her and like he's going to like slam her fucking head into the wall or something. But then then it becomes a romance novel cover. Yeah. Instead, he like pulls her hair out of the ponytail it was in. Got a lot of hair. I wonder if it's all her. And then they then they make some bacon for a minute. It was the 80s. That's true. Big hair. We're off to get the book. Prior to him going off on his own, they the prophet says, you need to remember these three words. They're very simple. I don't know what the fuck Ash's problem is because he's an idiot and he's not actually paying attention i imagine uh and apparently he never saw this movie oh yeah he bl- no he blows him off like immediately he he never saw the day the earth stood still so this isn't in his head at all so the words that he has to say are klatu barata niktu and he repeats them once <laughs> He's like, say him again. He says him twice. And, and the like, second time he fucks it up. Yeah. And then and then the guy's like, say it again, again. He's like, I got him. I got him. And then they can't go with him. So now he's just going to go by himself. And he's like, you know, right before he leaves, he's like, I get that book. You send me home like a fucking dickhole. And then just <laughs> off he goes. He's such a cock. And then, you know, it turns into a horror movie for like a fraction of a second here because we're in the creepy, foggy woods where Evil Dead is very comfortable. Something's out there. The forests and dark bowers of man's domain. Something is out there. And you know what it is? It's that thing in all three of the movies that we never fucking see what it is. Except Ash can see it, apparently. The evil. Yes, the evil. So I'm going to... I'm going to bring it up now. To, I think they refer to it as like the force or something in the script, but I can't I can't be sure of that one. This is a movie that would have been an awesome Saturday morning cartoon. Like you couldn't call it Evil Dead. You couldn't do that. No, obviously. In the early 90s especially, you could call it Army of Darkness. You could just call it that. You could call it Ash versus Army of Darkness. That's the title of your Saturday morning cartoon, right? Yeah, there. it would be awesome, wouldn't it? The whole story is just like just like any Saturday morning cartoon. He got transported back in time when he was fighting the evil. And that's just time. that's just the intro. We don't need an yep. we don't need an opening episode or anything. That's just in the intro and he's just there. Yep. And then <laughs> he's he's constantly on Merlin to get him back to his time. But Merlin has to send him on all these quests yep. to, to make it happen. And Evil Ash always fucking shows up and fucks things up for him. Well, the, I think that's the first episode is the creation of Evil Ash. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. Because it's very slapstick. Like, it's very cartoon friendly, this whole sequence. I can see it. I can see how it's animated. I can see it all. <laughs> yep. I see it as being animated very much in the style of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, about, like, Captain N. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I think, or. I think those are kind of. that. That's kind of a one-to-one. Have you ever seen Tales from the Crypt Keeper, the cartoon show? I have not, but I, I've seen the like the promo cell for it, and if that's any indication, same idea. Yeah, that that is the perfect animation style. Specifically, oh, I cannot remember the episode, but it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and I don't know why, because I watched it again. I'm like, this is dumb, but it's one where they I still can't believe that was a thing. What, the Tales from the Crypt Keeper yep, cartoon? I'm, I've never seen it, but the simple fact that it exists blows my I mind. I think if I'll find it, and I'll tell you which episode it is, I think the entire series is on Tubi. Yeah. So you can at least check that episode out. It's kind of interesting. That animation style is just perfect for something like this. They fucking did turn this into a cartoon, kind of. Skeleton Warrior. See, I never saw Skeleton Warriors, so. That is a totally, entirely different. That is a very serious show. Yeah, see, like, I think this I think this would, would do really well with the, the style, like, intact. Like, you could yep. you could just take it exactly as it is, transport it into Saturday mornings, cut out the more PG-13-y elements of it. and You have a couple serious beats every once in a while. You wouldn't even have to dial it back too far just not really. because PG-13 becomes PG when it becomes animated. You and know? you can slash the shit out of all these bad guys because they're all skeletons. Yeah, you just make them all, like, super dry skeletons. That's how the Ninja Turtles got away with like cutting heads off the bad guys because they're all robots. robots. (laughs) No blood. Yeah, that's perfect. 
perfect. Missed opportunities. CBS, ABC, NBC. I don't give a shit. You guys all suck. You <laughs> oh, missed come out on, on. Come on. We 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 all know this was a Fox cartoon for sure. I uh, know Universal, so it was NBC. Yeah, but it would have had to have been a Fox cartoon because only Fox would have aired it. Fox were the ones who who aired all the edgy cartoons. They did X Men and Skeleton Warriors was a, a CBS show. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs also CBS. I think. I, got, I always remember Fox getting the more edgy. Cartoons. Saturday mornings got kind of fucking weird in the early '90s, especially. You know what I really liked that I never I never finished watching, and my understanding is it never got a proper ending. Was uh, Pirates of Dark water oh fuck yeah no it didn't get an ending that that <laughs> really disappointed me because i never finished it but i always wanted to you know because i loved that the original miniseries that they did they did like a five episode miniseries to start with and i loved it i just thought it was the coolest cartoon i'd ever seen because it was a good fucking show yeah i watched that all the time and it was it was like intense i would i would put it like right on that same level as uh, batman the animated series yeah not as not as like well received or well beloved but oh no it was a good show i fucking i used to watch watch that show all the time and then just poof all these shows just disappear you ever think yeah. about that like the you watched something for the last time one day and it just never came back again yeah <laughs> life is kind of sad and then there was stone protectors you remember stone protectors you probably, i never watched stone protectors i i was aware it existed but you were I, a little old for that i think kind of shit. I, I think yeah. it just missed me yeah I think Cartoon Network kind of captured like the teen audience and the younger kids. Oh, absolutely. Cartoon Network. I would watch Cartoon Network. I watched Johnny Bravo. I watched Powerpuff Girls. I watched Dexter's Laboratory. I watched Courage the Cowardly Dog. Fucking loved all those shows. I was like 17 when when I first saw those. Yeah, yeah, no, my sister was as your age, so she'd bring her friends over and they'd all fucking rent VHS tapes from the video store and watch it. I watched them through my 20s. like Well, not through my 20s, but into my 20s. Yeah, I watched that. I'd still watch that stuff every once in a while. It doesn't hold up like you want it to, unfortunately, because no, most things don't. It's just kind of a bummer. I wish I could just go back and be like, this is all still the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> You know what I really want to... I want to watch that Johnny Quest show again. Not the original one, but the... The, the one from the yeah, early 2000s. The real adventures of Johnny Quest yeah. or whatever it was. Or late 90s, maybe. I miss <laughs> things being cool. In the late... In the in the mid to late 90s, Cartoon Network in Europe... This is not Cartoon Network America necessarily, but Cartoon Network in Europe, at least, ran this series of promos where they would do parodies of popular movies at the time. <laughs> and they... But like adult movies, they did a parody of Train Spotting. They yeah. did a parody of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Those were definitely not in America. <laughs> and it was it was like it was like cartoon characters doing scenes from these movies, but talking about cartoons. Like they have this whole sequence where Shaggy and Droopy Dog are driving in a car, and they're doing Jules and Vincent from Pulp Fiction. Only they're talking about cartoons in Europe versus cartoons in America. So tell me again about the 79 countries. It's like this. Cartoon Network's the same in those countries as it is here, except for little differences. Example. Okay. Know what they call pound puppies in Paris? They don't call them pound puppies. Nah, they don't have pounds in France. They have the metric system. Then what do they call them? They call them less puppies royale. No way. Yeah. Well, what do they call smurfs in Spain? Like a smurf is a smurf. They just call them low a smurf. Loose is smooth. Yeah, and in Morocco, Morocco Mole is just called Mole. Would you look at that? We're getting off topic, but yeah, fucking cartoons are awesome, guys. The force or the evil or whatever the fuck it is is chasing Ash, and uh, he finds a windmill just in the middle of 
nowhere for some fucking reason. Because it's England. Because it's England, and they just have in windmills everywhere. In the 1300s, there were windmills everywhere. He opens the door, he runs it, he slams the door. The thing, the evil, the force, whatever, is still slamming on the door, and eventually it does stop. But And then he builds himself a fire, yeah. and there's something in the darkness looking at him. And it's himself, because it's the mirror. It's a mirror. but Which he breaks. Seven years bad luck, Ash. Because <laughs> it's going to be a lifetime. Ash has bad history with mirrors because in the first movie, it like almost eats him or some shit. <laughs> like, what does it fucking do? I don't even remember. <laughs> no, it it's was not... it was in the second movie. Was it in the second one? Yeah. In the second movie, his mirror version reaches out and grabs him. That's right. Fuck. And then it starts choking him. And then and then we cut and he's choking himself. Bruce Campbell's a really good physical actor. Too. Yes, he is. So <laughs> from the shards of the of the broken mirror, these little ashes pop up out of them I'm like what the and fuck they're all tiny versions of ash and they're all little assholes little ash holes <laughs> and i gotta say that effect as i was watching at this time i was going how the fuck did they do that because they literally have all these guys who are i mean it's obviously a bunch of body doubles who are all dressed to look like bruce campbell but don't quite look like bruce campbell <laughs> yeah. but they've got all of them and they're all standing in these mirror shards and then they hop out of the mirror shards onto the ground which looks like it's just right below them but i'm going like how how the fuck did they do that effect? Because when they step out onto the ground, they look like they're walking on flat ground, but they jumped out of mirror shards that were parallel to the ground. It's really weird. Like, I can't wrap my head around how they did that effect. Movie magic. It's really wild to look at. I, I I challenge you to watch it and tell me without watching a behind the scenes or something how they did it. All I know is that they shot Bruce Campbell a bunch of times running around in front of a giant screen of a giant him. <laughs> Yeah. And you can definitely tell. Oh, the, the compositing is rough in this movie. But what I'm I'm like, I'm wondering, was that on purpose? Because those older movies that they're kind of trying to emulate do that exact same thing. And it looks just like that. He did the same thing in Darkman. And I don't think Darkman was supposed to be as slapsticky as this is. Oh, okay. Well, so no, it's no. Kind of, it's, an effect, it's an effect that I think he's familiar with. But it was on its way out at the time. But he was still using it. So, yeah, I don't know. It might have just been Raimi being like, this is me being me and I mean it works perfectly fine within the context of this movie because like I said he establishes a tone very early on that makes it acceptable it's it's a little <laughs> weirder in a movie like Dark Man which is much more serious and straight faced I mean it, it's still very comic booky but but Dark Man I mean don't don't you feel Dark Man is you can more straight faced than this you can call it yeah it's dark like the eighty nine Batman is dark and you yeah. go back to it it's kind of dopey looking but it's still yeah I mean there's Dark Man is I think way darker than Batman was there's definitely a level of campiness to it but it's just darker it's significantly darker than this is Dark Man's great by the way uh, maybe that'll be we'll do a fucking hat trick of Sam Raimi movies this year that would be cool because <laughs> we've already this is our second one so well, let me see next one we would do is Dark Man and then we would finish it off with no, we already crime did, wave we already did spider-man oh that's right a hat, tri hat trick is no three. we did spider-man last year nope we did we we released it this year we recorded oh. it in december though okay well shit are we <laughs> are we gonna do them all like within the first three months apparently <laughs> I just fucking realized that, too. These little guys are running around acting like assholes. They poke him in the butt with, like, a fucking fork. Very medieval-looking fork, yeah. Yes. It uh, looks like it was designed to torture women. This is a lot longer in the director's cut, by the way, and neither of us fucking watched the director's cut, I don't think. No. All sorts of shit happens. I definitely want to get a hold of a good version of the director's So I, I want to get a hold of that Shout Factory version as well. They still have the Shout Factory one. They do not have the Steelbook anymore. So these motherfuckers also try shooting Ash with his own fucking shotgun and he narrowly avoids getting hit with a bullet, I guess. And then he ends it's up... It's a little weird to see 
to see gun violence played for slapstick <laughs> like in this in the modern age well you know yeah it's a little odd to see that but then you remember oh yeah like this is basically a throwback to looney tunes with that being the case he wouldn't be able to have a like a gun gun in the cartoon so i was thinking that his hand would have to be like inspector gadgety kind of yeah they'd like have they, to like design no, they, him they a bunch of building new weapons yeah, yeah. he lose he he would have to not get his gun he would have to not come through with a gun yeah but he'd have to come through with like uh he, does he have the chainsaw like he, ha- he has the chainsaw hand he has to have the chainsaw hand that's that's a complicated situation it's all in it's all in the intro about yeah. how about how the evil infected his hand and he had to chop it off and then <laughs> and then you and then you get seven-year-olds like i want to chop my hand off so i can have a chainsaw hand mom yep. and then and, yep. and and then you get uh and and then you get the terror in the toy box or turmoil, turmoil in the toy, in the toy box, box. <laughs> expose of army of Dar- ash versus Ar- the army of darkness so after they shoot him and he does not die he gets that fork and he th- he they're they're kind of running away from him. they're scattering right now he throws the fork into the back of one of the poor little guys no, no. he throws it at the back but the guy turns around at the last moment and oh, goes yeah. right through his sternum which should be way more <laughs> horrifying than it is but it's still very it's funny they trip his ass and he gets like he falls on the on the like the woods of uh, the metal stove thing and he fucking has to peel his face off with the spatula shovel he gets up and he's like oh you motherfuckers and then he does the london bridge is falling down thing and he like stomps on him tries to stomp on him but then he ends up stepping on a nail yeah they hold up a nail and the compositing of that probably is the, so fucking bad the worst composite shot i've ever seen in my life i because, swear because the nail clearly he steps down on it but the nail is clearly right in front of his boot it, like, yeah it you can see at, it at no point does it go into the <laughs> especially on an hd tv yeah hd is merciless to these special effects but it adds a little weird charm to this dumb nonsense that i sure i love it i will say even back in the vhs days that effect looked like shit so after he steps on the nail he slips and he falls and he passes out because that's what happens again another head injury for poor ash it's probably still reeling from the one he got this is a head injury heavy movie for poor (laughs) ash not that all the evil dead iterations aren't so he wakes up and i I wrote down he wakes up like gulliver gulliver's travel like exactly, exactly like he's tied up by the Lilliputians. That's what we're calling them, Ashiputians. Bad composite shot of terrible composite shot. of the little guys holding his nose so he'll open his mouth and one of them jumps inside of him. Then Ash is like, oh god, he's inside me. And then he fucking, he's like, how about some hot <laughs> chocolate, huh? And then he pours just boiling hot water down his throat. Yeah, I, and, all I could think was, well, he just gave himself third degree burns down his entire <laughs> trachea. And then you hear the little guy screaming inside of him. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and then his shoulder starts to itch. His shoulder starts to itch. This is probably the the yuckiest part in the whole movie <laughs> that eyeball is fucking gross yeah uh he has an eyeball growing out of his shoulder it looks like a vagina opens on his shoulder and an <laughs> eyeball pokes out of it oh my fucking god and it is a cool cool shot too it is it's, it's, a it's great beautiful effect. we don't get a whole lot of it though because like the next shot is like a little head growing out of him it's like he runs out of the windmill he's like it's growing and then the next shot it's a head <laughs> and then it's just half of a body and after that really here, here, here's the thing why didn't you just have it growing out of his left shoulder are you t- are you gonna bring up the fact that he doesn't have a metal uh, metal hand later yeah it's growing out <laughs> the metal hand side and then it splits off and becomes its own entity and yet ash still retains the metal hand while evil ash has two regular hands it's ridiculous all they had to do (laughs) 
Honestly, they could have just reversed the film and shown it from the other side. Like they wouldn't have had to go back and do reshoots. They could have just flipped the film. This movie could have gotten away with that, no problem. We do a little slapstick Three Stooges shit, which will come back again later in a big way. Sort of. I don't oh, know you a, don't say. I don't know in a big way, but yeah. Uh, they're slapping each other, being all poking each other's eyes. Well, this and is shit. after they split off of each other and are now two separate entities. Well, no, they, 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 well, not, now they're splitting. And after they split, they kind of have this thing where they walk. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Because while they're, while they're, while they're, while it's just two arms, evil Ash reaches up and punches good Ash in the face with the metal yes. hand. Uh, they do end up splitting, though, in a really dumb looking like, effect. It like makes, this makes no fucking sense at all. And then they're like circling each other. The theatrical cut is really short here. And this is, I remember this specifically. There's a bunch of dialogue left out where they're circling and Ash goes, what are you? Are you me? And then the bad Ash goes, what are you? Are you me? <laughs> he's just like making fun of him. <laughs> Evil he's Ash like, is a dick. Yeah, he is. He's like a bigger dick than good Ash. He's like, you're good Ash. I'm bad Ash. And then he starts doing the goody little two shoes dance and punching Ash in the face on like the, <laughs> the goody little two shoes, goody little two shoes. And then the next shot is just you see the, the barrel of the gun go up his nose, basically, like right underneath his nose. And Ash pulls the trigger. The guy goes flying. And this is where this is this is the only like bad choice in the director's cut, I think, because what happens in the theatrical cut? Bruce Campbell says good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. In the director's cut, he says, I ain't that good. Good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun is definitely the better line. So now we get a little bit of bodily dismemberment. And I guess, you're, well, it, do, it still doesn't work because he's fucking talking to him as he's burying him. It doesn't end him, but it disables him to the point where he can't do anything anymore. He's still con he's still alive. Like the evil is still alive in that body, but it can't do anything. All right. But we do get another cool, like zoom in montage of him, like hooking up the, the putting the hooks in the thing. And then, Oh yeah. Straight yeah. Raimi shots. And then, and he, and it's then cool. he fires up the, he fires up the toothless chainsaw. And, uh, and then it looks like evil ash is coming as he's being chopped. Up. <laughs> it's like, it's like Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> So now he's he's burying Evil Ash, and this is one of the parts where I learned that Sam Raimi's really mean to Bruce Campbell because there, <laughs> there's there he he's like talking, he's like you'll never get the Necronomicon, and then as he's talking, just a big pile Shovel of dirt just of dirt. flies right in his face, and he's like on, on the commentary track, he's like that was Sam. <laughs> yeah, big fucking surprise. Bruce is buried up to his neck. He can't move. It's just his face, and Sam is just like, he's midline, and Sam just throws a fucking shovel full of dirt in his face. It's it's beautiful. Bruce Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And he consummate. never breaks. He does not break. He just keeps going with the line as he's saying. In <laughs> fairness, they've been doing this for probably two decades now at this point. They've been Sam's been doing Yeah, this doing like Bruce. short films and features and stuff yeah, together. Yeah. In, in in which Bruce is always the punching bag. <laughs> he's a good sport, man. I would love to have a friend that I could just kick around like that. He he even says that. He's like, basically, Sam knows me as the guy that he can say, Hey Bruce, we're gonna throw you down the stairs and I'll just be like, <laughs> Okay, which way do you want me to roll <laughs> and we do that cool like evil dead cross shot he puts the cross on the grave and then there's lightning and shit so now we go to the cemetery to retrieve the book it's a creepy looking <laughs> little place and it looks it looks dumb it looks like a set like the rest of the movie oh yeah and it totally. just it all it all comes together and it's all perfect so there's three books and he walks up to the walks up to the thing with the three books and he goes nobody's around by the way he's not talking to anybody he goes 
Hold it. Wait a minute. Nobody said anything about three books. Do I take one book? Do I take all books? The thing you have to remember is Ash is kind of stupid, so he has to verbalize his thoughts. <laughs> Otherwise, he's not quite sure he had them. He doesn't say the words at all at first. He just grabs a book, opens it, gets sucked into this fucking wind hole or whatever, and then he comes out. Which does give rise to the question, if he had said the words, would it have been the book? That is a good question. That's I was just going to ask that question, too, because it happens the second time, too. Well, first of all, let's talk about the cool prosthetics that have he looks like Tim Allen when he comes out of the, when he and comes out of the thing the two and a half feet long and then he just shakes his face a bunch and goes blah, blah, blah. for the listener the whole gag is that is that this hole that opens up in the book when he opens it is basically like a vacuum to a parallel dimension or some shit and he gets sucked into it but it like it's sucking so hard that it's distorting his body it's like a black hole and yet he manages to pull himself out but by the time he pulls himself out his face has is the length of a horse's face. Yeah, and then all he does is just shake his head a bunch. It's a cartoon. It's fun. It is. It's completely ridiculous. Then the second book he grabs, again, doesn't say the words, turns into essentially a bat thing. Like, it flies up and just flies in his face. And then you can... He has a mechanism on his hand that he's, like, working the book with when it's in front of his face. But And he's like, of course, fucking Sam's working it when it's behind him, hitting him in the head. Naturally. <laughs> what happens first is he reaches down to grab the book. Oh, and it bites him. And it bites him. Yeah. That's where he has, he like picks it, it up and it has the fucking thing. grows yeah. teeth and just chomps into his fingers. <laughs> he goes like he's going to punch the book too. I love that, that, that <laughs> macho thing. It's like, Oh, you, uh. and then he, he has this little line of dialogue <laughs> where he's like, I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and he's ready to grab the third book. And he's like, Oh shit. I forgot to say the words. It's so ash. It's ridiculous. This is the ashiest ash bit in in the entire series. It's great because with the first two words, he's very confident and he says them really big like, Klaatu, echo, 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 Verata, echo, 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 echo. And then he completely blanks on the third (laughs) one. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Nectar, necktie. It's an N word. Uh, Klaatu, (laughs) Verata. Then he just looks around. Uh, <laughs> and okay, I said it. <laughs> then he grabs the book. This is very Steve Martin right now. <laughs> it's true. I never. I didn't put that together either. Yes. Then he does grab the book, and then of course, thunder, lightning, things are happening because Suddenly, he fucked up. All the dead in the in the graveyard start coming to life underground. And I am pretty sure that one of the skeleton hands that fucks up bruce campbell is the woman that would eventually become sam raimi's wife no kidding i think i think i heard that right and i don't know if it's true or not and i'm making it up but they did get married in like 1993 or something so well you heard it here first folks it is now official evil dead canon the skeleton fist that went down ash's throat (laughs) was sam raimi's wife yeah this guy's getting fucking brutalized by all these who knows i assume they're plastic skeleton hands and he's just getting slapped and poked and one (laughs) shoves their entire fist into his mouth fucking fists his throat and the sound effect is so good like it sounds so just like when it rips out of him you can you can feel it like just ripping his throat evil ash is resurrected of course he is yep i live and he resurrects like a fucking jigsaw puzzle bursts out of the ground (laughs) as pieces it's like a power rangers effect yeah and then they all spin and slam together it does it looks exactly like something out of power rangers 
Yep, that is the perfect that is the perfect explanation of it, a Power Rangers effect. After that, Ash gets back. They're all happy to see him until they learn that he didn't actually say the words. Yeah, and then Merlin's like, you done fucked up, Ash. But he's but, like, no, you're, you're going to send me home, right? Fuck it, I, I got your stupid book. But King Arthur's like, we are men of our world. Oh, and that's also, this is also where we get our fuck for a PG-13 movie, even though the movie's rated R. Sam Raimi tried to make a PG-13 movie. <laughs> and it is such a throwaway, too. It's not like he owns it. It's not like it's a real really good fuck it's just like ash is like all these people are congratulating him he's like yeah yeah get yeah, the fuck real off good. me yeah thanks just get the fuck out of my face and then and, and but he doesn't even say it with that much emphasis more like get the fuck out of my face <laughs> yeah yeah it's nothing that that is a pg-13 fuck <laughs> yep and then he like kneels down at the horse trough and splashes water on his head they learn that he didn't exactly say the words he's like yeah not every tiny little syllable but basically i said him yeah and then merlin immediately yeah. immediately is not fooled at all by his yeah basically yeah you've doomed us all he says and yeah arthur does say that we're we're men of our word so they're gonna send him home because ash is a bitch and he knows he fucked up but he it still has the power to send him home oh yeah the book still has the power to send you home but to us it is useless and then sheila's like i still believe in thee i believe thou wilt aid us and then he's like oh get real sheila come on what of the beautiful words you spoke to me this oh my god he's such a jerk he's like oh that that was just pillow talk baby (laughs) no it was more than that and then he just gets this really ashamed look on his face like he has feelings he's he's an actual person he's like a dog who shit on the carpet and is getting yelled at about it now that's about the intellect level ash is working with a dog who shit on the carpet but i think even he sees that he sucks and he's a selfish asshole because the flying deadite shows up and flying deadite who was the first one he killed at the end of evil dead 2 mind you so long tease on that one oh yeah holy shit it is isn't it yeah i didn't even think of that but yeah and it captures sheila of course and then he feels bad. Now he realizes. Now he really done. feels bad. Then we cut to Evil Ash and his gang, and they're digging up skeletons. All the skeletons. The skeletons are digging up the skeletons, and then as soon as they dig them up, one of them says, Grab a Welcome shovel. Welcome to the land of the living. Now grab a shovel and start digging. <laughs> In a nice little very piratey rhyme. So then we cut back real quick. Ash decides that he's going to stay and help them fight. He's like, Go ahead and run run home and cry to mama me i'm through running i say we stay here and fight it out are all men from the future loud mouth braggarts nope just me baby just me he does a big hero speech and he stands above all of them he's giving his hero speech but he doesn't even give a speech he's just like they're just like we're fucked and then he's like yeah go run back to your mama's like that's not what he was doing five minutes ago and then he's like who's with me and then everybody's like no and Uh, then and then the big blacksmith looking guy who i'm not 100 percent sure is the blacksmith because ted raimi then says and you'll have my steel afterwards so i get the feeling raimi's the blacksmith yes but this guy looks like the blacksmith and this guy is the one who helps him build the mechanical hand, too. Yes. So I don't know. Yeah, that's who, a good point. I don't know who the blacksmith is. Maybe they're both blacksmiths? I Maybe. Know. Maybe he just has swords. Maybe he just owns swords. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Suffice to say, the blacksmith looking guy starts, and then Ted Raimi jumps on board after much pausing, and then suddenly everybody's on board, but he never said anything inspiring. Like, he never said anything. He was just like, who's with me? They're like, sure, that guy, I'll, I'll stand. 
stand by you, he says. It's in a, in a I'll bend my bow in your service, sir. It would have made more sense if he'd had an actually inspiring speech. But he's Ash. He's not or at least do. a bullshit speech. You know, like, see, that that's the thing I would buy from Ash. I wouldn't buy the inspiring speech, but I would <laughs> buy a staggering amount of bullshit speech. But they all believe he's the chosen one, so that's true. They do so all. He doesn't that. have to do anything. We cut back to the to the Deadite army, and Sheila's a Deadite, and she got real ugly, as Ash will say later. Yeah, but the the skeletons find her incredibly sexy. <laughs> they they're do. All, they're all like wolf whistling her. And she stuff. looks fucking way different with that makeup on too. Yes, she like, does. She, that's a completely different actress, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like she's a very beautiful woman, and she looks very creepy in that makeup. Yeah, it's 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 good. Fuck, and now we're ready to do the gear up slash training montage they have two days maybe that yeah it suggest it said that they have two days and the army of the dead will be there the army of the dead is is forming and, in the wilderness two days and ride. also yes. part of the speech was after after everybody kind of agreed to fight with him they're like oh but we only have like 60 men everybody's run away and he's like we'll get henry and his men to fight with us and they're like bullshit that'll come back later i love the training and gear up thing when he's <laughs> he's teaching them how to use like staffs or boat like bows like sticks and the ha who hi yeah and then they do it a couple times and he's like yeah like that's the coolest fucking thing he's ever seen and also why does mr profit man try to set the bag of gunpowder on fire i know he doesn't know what it is technically but like is that just something he just wants to do i'm, I'm gonna put it over the fire real quick i think he's trying to look at it in the light like oh okay. the idea is he's trying to examine it better but he doesn't realize that it's highly flammable and also why does ash have like chemistry books in his trunk yeah i gotta say that is the one part that's kind of a stretch is ash having chemistry <laughs> ash studying chemistry like come on they do something to his car too we don't know what yet but we're gonna find out we will find got, out suffice to say he's got a book on steam on like steam motors and stuff like that in his trunk as well doesn't he yeah yeah steam power or something something to that like effect. that i wrote down the next note is battle time and bill mosley is the assistant skeleton guy that still blows my mind <laughs> he's a, he's an actual actor too i didn't realize but in, in he was doing an interview during that documentary and he's like he said that sam raimi wanted him to do like a british accent they're like can you do a british accent he's like yeah i did this thing and i'm blah, blah, blah. like what the fuck <laughs> like he's an actor like an actual actor he's not just like somebody who plays a crazy person all the time no he's he's actually an actor like he's so he's so entrenched in the horror and and cult community that like he tends to he gravitates towards stuff like that but that's not all he's capable of. i know because he's always been in all the movies that i've seen him in he's been very loud very i, I mean did you watch devil's rejects man very scary also <laughs> yes yes he's I have. really good in devil's rejects uh like, he's in repo the genetic more, opera that's a much more complicated yeah that is that character is repo the genetic opera well repo and <laughs> repo the genetic opera is way closer to him as chop top than it is anything else i think you, you have seen that right i love repo the genetic opera the industrial thing is kind of played out for me i, I don't love industrial like i used to i for a time i was really into it and so when it came out right at the right time when i was still really into it it's a, it's an interesting choice it's um, cool it's cool it's a cool choice for that kind of thing it's very much a product of its time i would like it to be a little more timeless than it is but i don't hate it <laughs> for that i i still it, yeah. love it it's just i kind of have to you know like if i'm going to show it to somebody i kind of have to be like okay you're about to see something from the early 2000s that really feels like it's from the early 2000s get fucking ready so all that gunpowder in those bags that they were filling up earlier they're using that for bomb arrows the only problem i have with that shot and again this is one of those okay it's army of darkness we just gotta <laughs> let it go things but 
they have a single torch boy lighting everybody's yes. bomb. By the time he got to the end, the first guy's bomb would have gone off. Don't Every, think too everybody hard. Everybody <laughs> should have had their own candle down there to kind of dip their, their wick into, into and get it going. And then... You know, they're all on the same page. But he, but Arthur needs to be able to say, Torch Boy! It doesn't really work, but that's okay because... It's Army of Darkness again, and it doesn't have it's to. it's Army of Darkness, so it's it's okay. We're not and thinking it, too hard about it. And this. it makes for some fun effects where they're basically just blowing up statues. <laughs> and it's they're so obviously blowing up statues, too. That's the great thing. The studio made them cut it down. There's like five minutes of them just blowing really? shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a bummer. Fuck you guys. I I would I, I want would, that to be in the director's. I head. would watch I really five would. minutes of that shit happening. Yeah, I like absolutely. stuff blowing up, and it's just kind of funny. They take out the first division kind of completely just with those bomb arrows. The second division has a ram, and they're gonna fucking they're gonna fucking take the door down and the take the castle. Second division uh, causes some damage. They uh, yeah. they not only make it through the door, but they also they have the arrow or they have the uh, bowmen who take out some of the archers on the parapets so but we have catapults yes and they and work the catapults a have little giant sack bombs how much of this fucking gunpowder did they make <laughs> a lot apparently but it doesn't matter because they break down the fucking door they they're in they've breached the castle walls but we hold them off for like one more second with the hahu haya i mean they lose the courtyard and suddenly the the battle has gone to the walls. Then Ash breaks down the fucking door with his awesome car <laughs> tank fan blade thing. It's, it's got this huge <laughs> helicopter rotor on the front of it that is just glorious. Again, this is something I could have. They could have extended that scene for like five more minutes, and I absolutely would have just watched him running over <laughs> statues so of fun. skeletons. Oh uh, yeah, so he's just he's mowing down these skeletons. It's like it's like dead alive, only it's, not as fun. It's fucking beautiful, but it's still fun. Oh well, I mean, there's because no, because they're no going for the PG thirteen yeah. thing. Like if if they had been going fully R rated, this would have been the scene for it. This would have been the scene with guts fucking everywhere. This movie is rated R. No reason it should be rated R. Aside from the ratings board being pissed that they didn't go through them, they 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 circled them. They would they went around them because they kept giving them X ratings on Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. Yeah. So the, which Evil Dead Two totally didn't deserve an X rating. The, Evil Dead One, yeah, okay, product of its time. I I get it. Well, yeah, nineteen eighty what eighty one eighty two. But Evil Dead that was 2, a lot. Come on, at that point, that movie, yeah. that movie is so tame by comparison. But yeah, no, the ratings board was just like, fuck you guys, we're giving you an X rating. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was sour grapes over yeah. Evil Dead is what that was. Thinking back now, I like I never thought about it when I was a kid, but watching it now, I'm like, this is a this is a PG thirteen movie. Totally PG thirteen. There's one even, shot of boobs. Even the scene yeah. with the boobs, and I I watched carefully yeah. this time. The nipples are covered by braids. They clearly sticky taped the women's braids over the nipples. Yeah, that's a PG thirteen nudity shot. Yeah. It's straight PG thirteen. You get one fuck, and yep. there's almost zero human violence in this. Oh yeah, it's all it's all human on skeleton. I mean, there's a few you know like like good, the bad, and the ugly arrow to the chests. You know, like yeah, totally bloodless, like Robin Hood bullshit. That you movie know, was PG thirteen. The closest thing you have is that is the blood geyser but you never see where it emanates from it just blows out of this whole like fucking old faithful and it's so <laughs> ridiculous and over the top by the way before we move on from the car thing as ash is running into these things he says say hello to the 21st century the fuck is he talking about <laughs> Ash is from the 20th century not the 21st yeah, century Ash is dumb yeah Ash isn't the brightest bulb in the pack so but as he's driving this thing he sees sheila 
in front of him, which causes him to fucking... And she's looking all hot still, so she's not a deadite, apparently. She's in illusion form Yes, now. because it's established in the first two movies that the deadites are playful assholes. And they can change, they can change their form. They can... They can pretend to be regular. Yeah, they, they like want. to. I made a rocky joke. He crashes the what? car. Yeah, he crashes the car, and then I wrote down women weakened legs. She tries to stab him with a spear, though. Is this the part where <laughs> she says, where she says, you found me beautiful once, and he says, baby, you got real ugly. He's and right this she, time. And now she's fully back in Deadite mode. Uh, yes. It should be emphasized. And Arthur, Arthur's over here trying to kick ass, but he's getting filled with fucking arrows, and he lives for some reason. Arthur does, Arthur is is fucking relentless that dude just keeps fighting yeah he he doesn't stop and then over I'm telling you he's king arthur for sure he becomes king arthur after they get the necronomicon all right yeah maybe maybe and then he turns into clive owen so ash goes after evil ash and he crushes oh he crushes the skeleton guy so evil ash shows up he runs up the up the stairs to the they call it the parapet i think evil ash climbs a ladder to the wall ladder thank you which is which is the wall you know i mean this is like old english castle the walls are you know a fucking like 15 feet thick you know so they have like multiple layer levels on the wall of i think they're called battlements that you can walk you know you can walk on that leads to the parapet which is where the necronomicon is stored oh, okay and I, and I knew Evil I Ash climbs a ladder up to the battlements and then he pushes the ladder off well ashes needs to go up after him so he finds this rope that is just holding up a bunch of rocks for some reason. So um, he can crush the skeleton that's dragging himself along the ground. And he does. He cuts it and then he goes up and, and the he rocks rides it up like a badass and the rocks fall, crush this asshole. Smash that fucking skeleton. Uh, he fights the skeleton's through. even got a little dialogue when Ash zips up into the air. He's like, where'd you go? <laughs> Which is probably Ted Raimi. Probably, yeah. Or Sam. It, who knows? And he, so Ash fights through a few henchmen. Sheila jumps on his back. She's still around. And evil Ash goes for the book, of course. Well, and this, and this is book. where Ash skewers Sheila. Oh, this is where she says, You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. She goes for Ash and then he spears her and throws her over the fucking ledge. Somehow she is alive later, which fast, I don't know. I guess maybe the, the evil kept her alive until until evil Ash was vanquished. So and she's know. still alive at the end of the movie, but she's not a zombie anymore. You got to have you got to have the hottie survive. This isn't that kind of movie. Just as evil Ash gets to the book, Ash throws a spear like into his back. I think <laughs> doesn't yep. he? Yeah. <laughs> and then he turns around. And it's, it's it's just one of those great shots. Like he's like it is full, right dead center, just stabbing all the way through him. And then evil Ash is like fuck that shit, busts it off, no problem. Evil Ash is kind of a badass. And then that that armored hand saves Ash's ass because he's getting like slashed at with his with the evil ash's sword and he fucking ends up having to grab the sword with his hand yeah he's about to stab ash in the face <laughs> and he reaches up and grabs the sword with his metal hand and this is where the swashbuckling comes in did i say that right swashbuckling they're sword fighting it's just a sword fight now it's fucking cool yep it's not a good sword fight but it's a fucking sword fight <laughs> no it's not a good sword fight i just watched princess bride i was last gonna say week. this is not princess this bride is not that <laughs> at all how does ash survive any of this it's fucking ridiculous he 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 just bumbles his way <laughs> into greatness that's the story of ash he's like the anti jack burton like jack burton wants to be a badass <laughs> and he wants to be cool but he just ends up fucking uh, fucking it up the whole time ash doesn't want to be a badass he just kind of accidentally happens to get lucky every once in a while jack burton and we we had a we had a conversation about this during the big trouble in little china episode jack burton has amazing reflexes but every time he thinks he fucks <laughs> things up ash has basically the same powers 
only he's more of a doofus. It's like it's like you take Jack Burton's doofus factor and dial it up, but he also has a has an equivalent survivability factor. So it's basically he basically is a doofier version of Jack Burton. I think Jack is probably a little more self-aware. Like Jack is adopting that persona. He I think wants Ash to be a le- cowboy. Yeah. I think Ash legitimately labors under the delusion that he's a badass. Ash does manage to stab evil Ash like in the back, but it doesn't quite work. He calls him a backstabber, which is a funny dumb little joke. <laughs> Ash then sets him on fire, kicks him off the castle, but that doesn't last long. And now it becomes Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, exactly like that. Uh, he pops up again, but without any flesh now. It's all burned off of him. This is he- specifically so that Sam could have Ash fight a skeleton. A good skeleton. Like I'm a- I'm in. I'm I'm, I'm sold. Uh, He says, I've got a bone to pick with you. (laughs) This is the quippiest fight of all (laughs) fights, probably. Uh, During the fight, Evil Ash knocks Ash's regular Ash. Ash is torched from his hand and it lands on the ground and it lights a fuse on one of the catapults. It lights the fuse of the bomb bag. And remember we talked about those earlier. Yes. And then Ash goes over the goes over the side. Evil Ash grabs the book. He gets the book and it's in his hand and he jumps down and he just happens to land on this bomb bag. I keep on wanting to call it a ball bag because I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole. Well, it's right under his ball bag or where his ball bag <laughs> would be if he weren't a pure skeleton now. Yes. Yes. Uh, Ash happens to he grabs a sword that happens to be right next to him and he swings it and cuts off evil ash's hand with the book in it the book goes flying and ash grabs it out of the air he grabs it out of the air because he is kind of a badass it's fine and then he ends up he cuts the rope on the catapult evil ash goes flying not, and... be- not before he has that great reaction shot where his head pops open <laughs> and a steam whistle goes off <laughs> Uh, I love cartoons. It's fun. Yeah. So then he cuts the line. Ash flies away. Evil Ash flies away. Gets blown up. And then all of the other skeletons. Henry's men showed up, by the way. I forgot to mention that part. Uh, And then there's my favorite skeleton in the entire movie. The one who's running away and saying, let's get the hell out of here. It's really funny. That makes me laugh. Let's get the hell out of here. Thank you, Ted Raimi, for that. That is, it's definitely an icon of this movie. And then, you know, the battle's over. Miss Honey, Sheila, she's okay. She's not a deadite anymore. Yep. She kind of sure. has a, a transformation where she goes from looking like a zombie to looking like a human again. It's mostly a color shift, but yeah. like they don't really have her in like full makeup. She's, she's, she's back to semi-human, but she's all gray. And then she kind of warms up and suddenly she's alive again. So no, everything's kind of calmed down for a second. You have Arthur and his men on one side. You have Henry and his men on the other side. They're having a little standoff, right? And yeah, the the men are kind of shouting, "Watch them, lads! Be careful! Don't yes. trust them!" Sheila and and Ash are just kind of off to the side, going like, Ser- "Fucking seriously, we're do- we're doing this right now? What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. So Arthur and and Henry kind of move to the center. Then they then they bro hug. They're buddies now. And suddenly everything's okay. Tension relieved. And then everybody's excited, and then Henry says, we've won the day! And I always thought that line was really dumb, the way he says it. It's just kind of cheesy. And Ash Ash cheers. He's like, yeah! Woo! Everybody's happy. So now, Ash is going to say goodbye for real this time, and he has to say the words. He has to say the words properly, otherwise shit gets fucked up. And if you watch closely, the scene where Merlin is, like, filling the flask with the juice and telling him how to do it, it's all a bad dub because in the original version, Merlin was saying you have to drink six drops. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the ending. But yes. in, the, in the theatrical version, Merlin is saying, drink the drink this and then say the words Klatu Verata Nikto and thou wilt return to thy time. None of the words match his <laughs> lips. 
in this scene. So yeah, before we talk about the actual ending, the theatrical ending, which is technically canonical, let's talk about the alternate ending. They move Ash and all of his shit into this cave, and presumably that actually that happened in the in the theatrical ending too. Only we don't see it because it says you you'll you'll just go to sleep, wake up in your own time or whatever. So he's, well, they don't they don't do the go to sleep thing oh, they don't in do the that. theatrical version. They basically that was in the original the quote unquote director's cut where they they tell him look what you're going to do is each drop of this will put you to sleep for a century so you drink six drops it's the year you know 13 you know 90 or, or you know 1390 or something like that you drink six drops you'll wake up in 600 years and it will be 1990 you know or whatever year it is so ash goes to the cave and he starts taking he starts taking the drops and then there's like a sound that distracts him and in <laughs> And he's like, what the fuck? What was that? And then he goes back and he takes like whichever drop he was on, he takes again. So he ends up taking one drop too many. And then he goes to sleep and he wakes up and he's all covered in like spider webs and cobwebs and shit. And he's got a beard. And apparently Sam Raimi tried to make it so he died at the end. Like he just, he deteriorated and just wasted away and he was a skeleton. But they were like, <laughs> oh, no, really? somebody was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the way the bootleg version ends is... um you know, he, he basically says, I awoke and found I had slept too long. And then he exits the cave. And then we look at London and it's like decimated by some kind of nuclear holocaust or something like that. So he's like, it's like suddenly post-apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. Because when, when he, he, he gets up and he walks out there and then he sees he sees the skyline and all the and the and the city's all fucked up and then he gets to his knees he's like oh god i slept too long ah! and then the, oh the, that's right that's and right. it's over what i always confuse it with is i read the original script and in the original oh, script yeah. it's done in voiceover but in the direct in the bootleg version he actually says i slept yes. too long because the original the original plan was to do an evil dead 4 where he'd lead like a weird like resistance Mad Max style yeah resistance against the deadite <laughs> army or whatever which oh, is, yeah it's probably a deadite apocalypse really yeah which is a great idea but then in the quote-unquote actual ending the canonical ending he's back in modern day let's say 1992 because that's when the movie came out and he's telling ted Raimi, of course the story back at <laughs> smart seventh character or whatever it is for this <laughs> yeah. movie and he's just like yeah sure sure yeah sure sure did you say the words right this time he's like i could have been their king but no did you say the words right this time and he's like yeah no i said them basically i said basically them. maybe i didn't say every single syllable but yeah basically i said them and then i realized he must have fucked up because there's a deadite in yep. the fucking store this is probably the coolest fucking action scene in the whole goddamn movie i kind of love it it's pretty over the top well it starts off with linda from the wedding singer yes. coming up to him yes fucking looking linda. looking very 90s uh with the with the bridget fonda hair like she really looks like they were like yeah just take bridget fonda's character and dress her up like that make her a redhead instead <laughs> yeah and she walks up to him she's like you know that story about how you could have been king Think that's really cute hold that thought i need to fight a zombie and he's like he grabs a gun because he's ash and he works and, he, and he's at well, the, smart. i don't know <laughs> he grabs that weird john wayne gun well it starts with it starts with the dead eye spinning around and then freaking out and going full-on evil dead and then it's it's ripping up the cash register which is a very dynamic shot i gotta say like it 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 looks really it looks really evil daddy when it when it's ripping up that cash register and then it's going after linda i don't even know what that character's name is she's just linda she, from the wedding singer she doesn't she doesn't have a name i guess <laughs> i don't know I'm sure it's on her name tag. And then Ash smashes open the gun case, pulls out the John Wayne rifle, repeater rifle, and 
boom and then shoots the cash register right out of the dead eye's hands super super cheesy stuff like she does some does she do like flips and stuff and oh yeah it's it's so over the top she's doing flips and he's like bam 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 like he's he's firing like a trick shooter <laughs> so fucking fast from the hip mind you and then she like starts doing flips and he throws the gun <laughs> up in the air jumps forward onto a rolling cart catches the gun out of the air so completely useless throw i was like yeah why the fuck did he even do that who cares <laughs> and then he again starts firing trick shooter speed this gun has to have like a hundred bullets in it it's so unrealistic how how overloaded this gun is but he keeps he's firing this thing like a fucking semi-auto he's firing it so fast and it's a <laughs> and it's a lever action repeater it's beautiful and and then she's spinning through the air she jumps off a trampoline and does a double backflip and <laughs> He, he's shooting the whole... He, get, he gets off 12 shots before she hits the ground. And then finally, you know, just boom, dead. He gets her. And then everybody's happy, sort of. He rips off his fucking S-Mart thing. And he's got he's got the... Uh, the blue tunic. He's got the Sheila tunic yes. underneath that Sheila made for him. And... That he was going to use as a horse blanket, that yep. cocky bastard. <laughs> but then he... Uh, does he, have, he has a fucking holster on already, too, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got a rifle holster on his leg, which is the most ridiculous-looking thing you'll ever see. And he, he spins the rifle around and then slides it into this holster. And then he puts his arm around the new Linda. The new Linda, not Linda. And he... And he, and he says... Hail to the king, baby. And then credits on the greatest movie ever made. This is, this is definitely an icon to anybody who grew up in the 90s like if you grew up in the 90s you saw this on cable and it changed your life and if you didn't see it on cable you're a fucking liar because nobody saw this in the theater <laughs> i didn't see it in the theater this i was movie lost so much money <laughs> i was five years old yeah it took three years to fucking come out the studio's like hey we're gonna recut this because we fucking we're assholes i'm like you guys didn't even pay for it you assholes I nobody hate- saw this fucking movie in the theater everybody caught it on cable and it and, yeah. and it's and it's the best I never saw it on premium cable. I saw it on fucking basic cable yeah, on the USA network with commercials all the time. And it was always the weird international cut slash TV cut. The TV cut has like a bunch of scenes added into it to get to that two hour mark. Yeah, that makes sense because it, it's tight. This movie. What did you say it is? The 80 the minutes theatrical the, cuts, 80 yeah. minutes. And ooh, it, it feels exactly 80 minutes. It does not feel a second longer than that. The good thing about it is that you can watch this and be completely satisfied, or you can watch the fucking director's cut and get an extra 10 minutes, and it's the same movie, just with some extra gags. I don't walk away from this movie feeling like I'm missing anything. I think this movie does exactly the right thing, which is leave them wanting more. That's a trick that a lot of directors miss, is what you want your audience to do is leave the theater going, fuck, I want to watch that again right now. Like, that's what you want. That's your ideal. And and then you get these movies that are just bloated and over... (laughs) way over runtime they they go on way too long to the point where you're like oh god calm it the fuck down like like the fucking ridiculous lightsaber fights in the star wars movies it's like fuck you uh. fuck you trim that shit down make it tight make me give a shit and then and then draw me in you know tease me man make get my dick hard for me come on i, I like george lucas but he doesn't know how to do that leave him wanting more not wanting you to leave (laughs) so does that cover your final thoughts for army of darkness yes okay good army of darkness is a lean mean ass kicking machine this is honestly a movie that everybody can enjoy i think oh yeah everybody should every everybody should watch this i don't care your grandma your grandma might like it this movie's a bucket of fun it's so stupid that kids are gonna like it it's not scary it's got a little bit of scariness in it but it's so silly that it 
it's impossible to take that seriously. But it's fun. It's fun. Just watch it. Have some fucking popcorn. Just don't think for a while. And yep, don't definitely don't think about no, this too hard. Do, You're gonna, do, do not overthink. Drive movie. yourself fucking crazy. <laughs> Sam Raimi clearly wasn't overthinking this movie. So who are you to second guess the director? He was overthinking it, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> he had a vision. No one's accusing him of not having a vision. He had a vision. He knew exactly what he wanted to make. He put in exactly the amount of effort required to make what he wanted to make. And he didn't waste time on extraneous things that didn't contribute to that vision, like worrying about where Ash got his fucking gun from. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to watch the director's cut. I'm curious. <laughs> I've seen it a few times, but I can't remember. Anyways, so I think that does it for Army of Darkness. Ash Wednesday. The Catholic Church can fuck off. If you want, if you want to give up something for lent give up going to church i don't know <laughs> that's what i'm giving up for lent fuck yeah because i go to church all the time i'm there like every day <laughs> i'm gonna make it a point to sit in my satanic altar every day i don't have a satanic altar i'm way too lazy for religion get the fuck out of here <laughs> so that's it we're done fuck off except don't before you fuck off you can do our social media bullshit you actually posted something this week i did it was completely irrelevant i was just kind of bored at work and i'm like hey guys look at this scary thing that i found in my nephew's bedroom (laughs) (laughs) years ago when i when my grandma died and i went to fucking great vault and that's the kind of interesting content (laughs) you can expect on an almost annual basis from at the shark pod yes uh you can follow us on everything at the shark pod by everything i mean facebook instagram and twitter is there more now i don't fucking know i am old I have no idea about this social media shit. We should probably start a TikTok or something because holy fuck. You know what else you should do? You should go to our Patreon because not only do that, not only do we have our 2021 the 13th where we review every Friday the 13th movie. We are also doing 2022 a year in the asylum where we are talking about asylum mockbusters that completely rip off every fucking good Hollywood movie. Not good necessarily. Every Hollywood movie (laughs) blockbuster that came out. And I don't know. Well, you'll see. Our first episode there is uh, Avengers Grimm, which is just a bunch of hot fairy tale chicks doing Avengers-y superhero-y stuff. It's kind of dumb, and it's Speaking awesome. Speaking of which, uh, I saw one at Walmart this week that we may have to do. Dune Planet, or maybe it's Planet Dune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that Starring Sean Young of Blade Runner. Oh, nice. So uh, I'm kind of there. All right. Oh, and of the original Dune, no less. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, really? That's fucked up. Dune. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're doing that. Uh, this month, you can look forward to our quote unquote Valentine's Day Patreon episode. It's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's not. It's the Asylum version, and it's called Bound, and it does not have Gina Gershon in it. I am sorry. Go to patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood. You can hear us talk about all that shit. There's more coming. But hey, next week, in a couple weeks, it's going to be our St. Patrick's Day episode. So we're going to do a movie that takes place in Ireland. That's why we're, that's our, it's our loose uh, connection to St. Patrick's Day. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about Sing Street directed by John Carney. It's a great movie. I, in my opinion, it, it is his best movie so far. Well, I do love once, so I'm very excited to see this. Yes, uh, I, I talk about this shit all the time. So we're finally doing it. It's going to be great. Come back in a couple weeks for that. And I'm done with awkward segues and shit, but you guys... Go ahead, and until next time, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, stay jawsome.